everyone. We are so very excited to welcome you to another episode of FP Next, our farmer and rancher-driven podcast from your friends at Farm Progress. I'm one of your co-hosts, Sarah McNaughton, and I'm here with Kurt Arns. Hi, Sarah. Howdy from down south in Nebraska. I'm really anxious to visit with our guest today. I think he can tell us about a, a big indoor farm show coming up in his part of the country. So we're looking forward to hearing about that. Absolutely. Well, we're so excited to take a trip out to the northeast side of the nation today on today's episode of Shop Talk. We're visiting with the editor of American Agriculturalist, Chris Torres. He lives in Pennsylvania with his wife and three boys, but his coverage area includes all of New England as well as Michigan and Ohio. So he's got a lot of areas that he covers in that publication. And on top of that, he's the main farm progress source for all things New York Farm Show which is co-owned by Farm Progress and the Northeast Equipment Dealers Association. Chris, welcome to FP Next. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Kurt. So, Chris, we're mostly going to chat about the New York Farm Show today. But first, we have a couple of questions to get to know you. And, Kurt, I think you've got the start of our question. So, let's get to it. So, Chris, we know a little bit about your extensive background, your work in ag journalism for, you know, quite a few years. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about, you know, where you went to college, what you did before you found the Farm Progress Group, and a little bit about how you got into the Farm Progress family of editors. I went to Penn State University and I graduated there in 2000, the early 2000s. And then after that, I actually joined a daily and weekly publication down in Maryland, down the eastern shore of Maryland. And when I was down there, I covered everything from courts to cops to, you know, everything in between, city councils, all that good stuff that a person that comes out of journalism school does. When you come out of journalism school, they pretty much put you on everything when you work for a small publication. So I covered everything for that for that particular newspaper. And then I did that for about a year and a half. And then I had a friend at a publication called Lancaster Farming, which is located in Lancaster County. And it's actually um, the second largest agricultural newspaper in the country. So he needed somebody to join him and he needed, you know, somebody who had some pretty good journalism chops at that time. And uh, he thought that a year and a half and a Penn State education was enough. So, um, and I was with Lancaster Farming for about 15 years, maybe. So I I started as a reporter with them, covered everything, agriculture in the Northeast, Mid-Atlantic. Mid-Atlantic would include Maryland, Virginia. And then around 2018, I got a call. I got an email from John Vogel. John and I were close friends. You know, of course, he was my predecessor at at American Agriculturists, and he was with American Agriculturists for 40 years. And uh, we, we had known each other for many, many years. And uh, he asked me if I wanted to take his job. And I thought he was kidding around, but uh, he was ready to retire. Nobody thought he was going to retire. He asked me to. He asked me if I wanted to take the job and if I wanted to, to join Farm Progress. And I was like, well, I'll look into it. You know, went through the interviews and met a lot of the team. And I joined Farm Progress in 2018. My very first thing that I covered with Farm Progress was... A master farmer event. I mean, we have master farmers here in the Northeast, and that was the very first thing that I that I actually did with with Farm Progress. And then soon after that, Willie Vote grabbed my arm and told me that I was going to come to the Farm Progress show that year. We have farm shows in this area, but nothing like the Farm Progress show, as you know, Kurt. And as you're about to find out, Sarah, um, it's definitely a different, um, you know, it's a different beast altogether. So that was the very first thing. One of the very first things I covered was Farm Progress Show that year. And that was back in 2018 in Boone, Iowa. So that was that was a lot of fun. That was a big educational experience for me. It's been a wonderful, I guess, five or six years now. So it's been great. Nothing like hitting the ground running, covering new products at a farm show, right? To get your feet wet at the company. (laughs) 
<laughs> and a show that size. So those of us who all work with you here at Farm Progress always see you and your family out hiking, tubing, and otherwise just enjoying the outdoors there in Pennsylvania. Tell our listeners a little bit about your favorite way to spend a day off with your family. Well, that really depends. Um, it depends on the time of year. Um, I will say this. Today, we are actually going to the... I'm taking them out to go see the, uh, the Pennsylvania Farm Show. If you've never heard of the Pennsylvania Farm Show, that is uh, that is quite the experience. That's actually the largest indoor ag exhibition in the country. Oh, it's cool. more, or less like a, more or less like a state fair, but it's done in the wintertime. So they bring in all the animals and everything. Awesome. There's no rides or anything like that, but they bring in all the all the animals and all the exhibits and all that sort of thing. And they and they present everything in a humongous complex in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which is the state capital. It's been around for over a hundred years. It's known for its milkshakes, stuff like that. So I'm going to be taking them to that. So anytime that I can actually take them to farm related stuff like that, they really enjoy that. Their grandfather, their grandparents on my on my wife's side actually owns a farm. So um, they like spending time on the farm. And uh, what else do I like to do? Well, when it comes to when the weather gets a little bit warmer here, they are going to be my middle son will start baseball. I'm actually a baseball umpire on the side. So I do that on the side. Yeah, I do that on the side about three, four times a week when the baseball season's here. Yeah, no, we, we like we like to do some recreational activities. We love to travel. This is a nice area because, you know, we're about I'm about two hours away from pretty nice mountains to go hiking in. And about three hours away from the ocean. So, you know, it's a nice area. You can get a little bit of everything out here. So, yeah, you, your love of baseball, and I love baseball as well. And um, my both my boys have played a lot of baseball. So, you uh, work as an umpire in the summer, and I work at complaining about umpires in the summer. So it works out really well. I think we <laughs> complement each other really well, Chris. So, <laughs> uh, ag in your neck of the woods, and you know, both in your home state and then the area that you cover, which is really big, um, looks a little different than you know, like the area and region that Sarah and I cover, you know, in the plains um, and in the Midwest. So could you tell our listeners just a little bit about, you know, what are some of the top crops, livestock in your area, any specialty crops? And if you have some favorites that you really enjoy covering when you get out in the field. I really enjoy covering dairy. I'll I'll say that right now. Um, I really enjoy covering dairy because um, dairy is a very good mix of sort of like old school thinking with some of these producers, but there's a lot of technology, a lot of cutting edge technology in that in that sector dairy is the heartbeat of what happens out in this area in a lot of this area i think that industry is probably my my favorite overall in terms of other things that are grown out here you name it we probably do it except for tropical stuff everything's grown out here mushrooms are actually a really big thing actually the the county that's about two counties east of me is the largest mushroom grower in the country by far by leaps and bounds in chester county pennsylvania right outside of philadelphia that's an industry that i actually like to cover when i can you know but pretty much everything is grown out here we have a lot of corn acres a lot of soybean acres a lot of hay a lot of livestock you get a little bit of everything you know a lot of organic agriculture out here now so talking about something special you guys have out there in the northeast that we don't have out here in the west in the great plains um let's chat a little bit about the new york farm show so this show is described as the leading farm show in the northeast since 1985 and it hosts over 400 exhibitors which covers farm equipment farm implements, seed and crop protection products, farm supplies, services, like you're saying, that dairy and beef production, and even the woodlot industry supplies. What is your game plan going into a show like that to make sure you get all the best of the show to share with your readers? I think my game plan, generally speaking, going into a show like that is to just go around to a lot of the exhibitors, ask them if they have anything new or special going on, you know, and uh, and, and that's where I start generally with my coverage. 
thing about New York Farm Show is that, you know, of course, it's actually it's it's our show. It's owned by, you know, Farm Progress. It's a Farm Progress show. I'm not only a reporter on the booths actually covering that show. I also am in the booth. So I do a little bit of both. So I represent, so I do a double duty there. So yeah. So I think what I try to do is, and I think this really goes for everything that I try to do at, at, um, at American Agriculturist is I try to find things that, that I believe, and just through talking to people that I believe will make farmers or allow farmers to be more profitable, save time in the field, be better farmers. So that's what I really try to look for. I try to look for those unique products or unique services that will help farmers be more profitable. And that's where I really go with my coverage. I always think about that. That's number one. And from there, you know, since it's it's in New York State, we're sort of close to a lot of people. You know, it's all it's also interesting to see what people think about agriculture. You know, you know, we have, we get a lot of people from outside agriculture who actually visit that show as well. It, it runs Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and we get a lot of people from the Syracuse area who, believe it or not, have never stepped down a farm. Um, and it's really interesting to interact with those people and see what they think about the farming community. And and the good thing with that is that you know I get to have some conversations with them because, you know, I do not come from a farm background. So I get to have conversations with them about maybe things that they might not be aware of. And I can say, hey, you know, at one time, maybe I didn't believe that chocolate milk came from a brown cow, like some people still do, if you can actually believe that. <laughs> um, I'm totally serious. But, you know, but I can but I can relate to those people because I've all, I've been from the outside as well. You know, I consider myself now inside, you know, of agriculture, but um you know, I, I've been on the outside as well, and uh, and I know that um, there's a lot of education that needs to be done with consumers. And so I see myself in a situation like that. That show also allows me to be sort of an advocate, if you will, for the industry, you know, because uh, agriculture is very important. I mean, it's the number one industry in Pennsylvania. It's number one in New York. It's number one in New England. So, you know, I mean, still, it's, it's, it's very, very important. And that show, because of its location, because of the fact that we get non-farm people visiting as well as the farm people, you know, it, it gives you, gives me opportunities to not only educate the farmers, but also educate the public on things that are going on in the industry. Yeah. Chris and I uh, worked together on the new products team at Farm Progress Show a couple of times. And, you know, that's always kind of one of the best things about a farm show is finding the new products, new technologies that will help producers down the road. Um, so Chris, uh, what are some of the you know, new products, new tech that you're looking for this year at the New York Farm Show? A lot more technology. Yep, definitely a lot more technology, a lot more, especially in the dairy space, a lot more robotics, a lot more technology centered around managing a barn using sensors and using all that sort of thing. And AI is getting into it now. So I think that we're right with some of these Midwestern shows in terms of the terms of technology with planners and all that sort of thing. And a lot of that stuff rolls out here might not be as big. The geography out here is a lot different than what you see out there where you guys live. You know, it's a lot more smaller farms, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, and, and then we also see, you know, a lot of adaptation to small farms and small organic farms in particular. So you see a lot of technology and a lot of equipment that, you know, relates to those people. So you get to see... You get to see a lot, but definitely technology and how it's helping farmers to be more productive and at the end of the day, be more profitable. You know, it's no different than what you see somewhere like a farm progress show or Husker Harvest Days. So I know I was not familiar at all with the New York Farm Show. And then Kurt was like, we have to talk to Chris about the super cool farm show out there. And so we were first talking about doing this episode, looking through the coverage that you do um, there at American Aggie. Something popped out to me. So, you know, we all love the food at farm shows and fairs and something I had never heard of piqued my interest. 
And so just what is a hot beef sundae? <laughs> and how popular are they for show attendees? I knew that this was going to come up at some point today. So what that is, is uh, they get beef, they put it in a cup, and then uh, and what they do is they, is they top that off with um, mashed potatoes, gravy, and a cherry on top. Oh my God. That is a hot beef sundae. Yes. <laughs> in the morning, they start selling those about 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. The, the line forms and that line seriously goes out from where that booth is, which is on the other side. It forms at the other side of the main entrance, comes back through the main entrance. It goes outside. Oh my! And gosh. those things, those things are sold out probably within hour and a half. So it's 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 crazy. Be honest, yeah, I haven't had one in about three or four years just because the lines are just so stinking long. I give up. I just I'll have one at some point. Maybe I'll ask somebody to bring me one to my booth. But you know, <laughs> there's no there's no don't bother. <laughs> this year is your year to get one. I'm sure. I get hope so. Early, I hope so. <laughs> get yeah. in line early. That's, yep. that's yep. the rule. If you're, so if you're going to the New York Farm Show, you better get in line early for the Hot Beef Sunday. So yeah. oh, it's kind of a regional yep. thing. Um, around here, it's like the discussion we have, the regional discussion about Sloppy Joe's, taverns, or barbecues. Have you ever heard, you know, those three things about a, like a loose meat sandwich, you know? And I remember people in college saying they called them yum yums or something like that. Around here, we call them taverns. Oh, gosh. So what do you do in the Northeast? What do you call them? Sloppy Joe's I hear a lot, you know? Yeah, I think Sloppy Joe's is probably the one that I hear that I hear a lot. So around here, I think they're mostly Sloppy Joe's. I've heard some people call them barbecues. And like my mom's side of the family are in North Carolina and the Carolinas. So I know when they hear we call those sandwiches barbecues. I think it just kills them a little inside. But I think it's mostly Sloppy Joe's that I've heard around here. Hey, we have the argument here over um, over hoagies. You know what a hoagie is? Like a sandwich type of grinder, right? That's what you call it. So you probably call yeah. it a grinder out there. So essentially what it is, it's a, it's a long piece of bread and they put, you know, all your different, basically Italian meats and cheeses and lettuce and all that sort of thing in here. They actually come from Philadelphia. That's where that, that's where that sandwich actually originated from, from Philadelphia. And down there, because of a certain island that's down there, they call them hoagies. But if you go to New York, they'll call them uh, torpedoes or heroes. And if you go to the West, they'll call them submarines. And I guess you guys call them grinders. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It might just be us that does the grinder thing, but. <laughs> you notice how the conversation always goes back to food here. I mean, it just really does. It's always, always centered around. <laughs> just food focused. <laughs> right. It's very important, especially at the farm shows. So, yeah, we want to make sure that we let our uh, listeners know um, that the New York uh, Farm Show is at the New York State Fairgrounds in Syracuse. February 22nd through the 24th. So Chris is, you know, what are the tips uh, as far as folks who want to attend this year? Uh, what's your insight on, on those who are wanting to attend? Well, it's going to be a great show. Um, we have probably a record number. We have a record number of new products this year. I think we have almost 50. And most of those products will be in the New York Farm Show, New York Farm Show program, which will be in the middle of American Agriculturist, the February edition. So people should really look out for that. That's a great reason for people to come just to see those brand new products that some of these companies are, are bringing out. And the new products range from, you know, they range from dairy products all the way to products that, you know, 
that cover the uh, the planting, the corn and soybean sector, straight grain crops, and we also have some organic stuff in there. So um, we have plenty of new products for people to see. We have some really interesting seminars on forestry because forestry is a really big thing out here. There's a lot of forestry acres in New York and Pennsylvania, and we actually have some uh, some really good talks centered on forestry and in particular the deer population in this area and struggles with deer. I know that's probably nationwide, but in this area in particular, there's a lot of struggles with that. So there's going to be some really good talks about that. You know, there's a lot of good stuff coming up. I would say that for people planning to come, if you're a veteran New York Farm Show, make sure you have what Kurt is wearing right now, coveralls like he's wearing, because you might have to shovel some snow out to get out of your car. Syracuse in, in winter at, towards the end of February can be a pretty dicey place when it comes to weather. Um, it can be cold, it can be snowy, so um, and very unpredictable. But uh, the good news is that all six buildings that we do for New York Farm Show are all heated. And there's shuttles that go in between the buildings because it's kind of a long walk to go in between the buildings. And it's going to be a lot of fun, like always. Nothing like an indoor farm show in the winter. I know that would be the only way I could make it to a farm show <laughs> in, the, in the February times up here in the Dakotas. So, well, Chris, it sounds like you'll have a super full show covering all those events. And attendees can plan their trip to the New York Farm Show with help from American Aggie and that issue Chris just mentioned. Um, Chris, thanks so much for coming on today. We wish you a safe and very caffeinated farm show coming up. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Kurt. We want to thank uh, thank again uh, Chris Torres of American Agriculturist uh, for coming on the show today. I know I'm looking forward to seeing your coverage of the show, Chris, and you can check out in the episode description links for both American Agriculturist and uh, the New York Farm Show so you can plan your trip. To our listeners, we want to thank you for letting us join you on your farm, in your field, in your tractor cab. Thanks for tuning in and visiting with us today. And for those of you who are calving, be careful out there, please. A special thank you and shout out goes to our production, digital, and marketing team members who put in a lot of work with us. And that would be Eric Braun, Diane Barry, Jason Bauman, Jen Kokel, and Grace Ritchie. We hope you enjoyed this Shop Talk edition of FP Next, covering the hot stories you need to know about. Be sure to follow Farm Progress on social media to stay up to date with ag news and more. And check out the digital edition of your regional publication, including American Agriculturalist at farmprogress.com. Follow along with FP Next by listening and subscribing on your favorite podcast platform or at Farm Progress Online. And be sure to leave us a review if you enjoy the show. But remember, we only accept five-star reviews. Five stars are nothing around here. Tune into our next episode of FP Next, where Kurt and I will talk about relationships and marriage on the farm, or I'm going to be grilling Kurt for marriage advice. As he and his wife have been married for 25 years, I expect some golden advice for Cole and I before we get married this November. I'll do the best I can, but I'm not going to leave you any promises. Remember, if it's agriculture, your friends at Farm Progress have you covered. From FP Next, wishing you good weather and high yields. We'll see you next time.